0: Oh, yeah. oh,
1: Another meeting of the Order of the Straight Arrow. You have myself, Troop Scout Leader Dustin Lays with Beef, with me in the clubhouse today.
2: This is your brother, Denham Smoking Dart Wall, also known as the Troops Historian. That's correct.
3: And in between the two wall boys, you have myself. I'm Miles, aka Chief. Runs with Bins. It's
1: great to be back in the clubhouse. Last episode was a was a bit of a banger. We got a special gift for you today on our <laughs> 50th episode. Woo! Now, with less crackle
2: <laughs> 100% less crackle
1: That's right God, I hope so Yeah, I know, fingers crossed Fingers but, crossed um, Before we get into it, we must begin with a proper straight arrow oath So for those of you in scouts uniform, three fingers salute Those listening at home in civilian clothes, hand over your heart And repeat after the historian A straight arrow always tells the truth A straight arrow loves nature a straight arrow
2: never feels embarrassed to wear overalls.
3: And a straight arrow is always against Bill HR 57, which would allow the importation of South American propane.
1: Can I get a round table? We Tanya We matanya.
3: <laughs> Sippies. Put your sippies on, Bimsy. Sippies on. I got a Trash Panda from our good friends at Parallel 49th Brewing. It's a hazy IPA. It's 5.5%, and it is
1: great. That's a good one. Yeah, you must have done my shopping, too, because (laughs) I'm drinking on a tricycle from Parallel 49th. It's kind of like a beginner beer. It's a Rattler. It's a um, breakfast beer. This is an early morning record. That is true, so I don't feel ashamed at all for anybody that would call me out for drinking a 3.5% alcohol beer. It's still early. It's exactly what the
3: woman at the liquor store said. (laughs) (laughs) She she warned me. She's like, "Hey, just so you know, this is low alcohol." And I was (laughs) (laughs) was, like, "That's funny." Because the
2: the woman at the liquor store that I went to, she uh, she. She noticed what I had, and then she ta- upsailed me on that, uh, le- that twelve percent. Was that that sick
1: thing we were drinking? Yeah, the, the coffee. Beers.
2: I
3: still can't get through it.
2: Because I did, I had a Rattler, and then she's all like, "Oh, uh, morning drink," and I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, try this, twelve <laughs> percent double IPA got coffee. Touch beer. of coffee in it." that she's like, "Oh, morning, yeah." yeah. But this, this one uh, that's is what
3: the King of England drinks yeah. for breakfast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the the one I just cracked now here is it's from Phillips. This is a winter. Staycation Tropical Stout. It's a new one. It's it is new. It's my first sippy out. Man, sip. yet. still good. Yeah, that's a tropical stout. It's good. That's a ten. Um, but because it's our fiftieth, mm-hmm. I kind of thought about getting us a special little drinky poo here. Dustin, why don't you reach into that fridge there and pull out that bottle?
3: Oh wow. Hey, since it's our 50th, can we smoke in here?
2: <laughs> uh, no. oh, this is cool. It's it is uh it's a it's a funk, yeah. A beechwood blendery, artful beers. Uh, inspired by the Belgian gauze goose transition. Um, I
1: well, don't know at least Guzman,
2: but it's uh, it's apparently it's pretty uh, it's it's apparently it's a lot like a like a champagne
1: Wow. See, it has it's a cork. cork. Oh, it does have a cork. I was expecting a like a, a releasing, pff, but no. <laughs> How unnecessary! It's got a cork. Work
2: out more bubbles.
1: <laughs> it's got a cork and a bottle cap that is also a pop off. This is a first for the clubhouse. This this is a first for the clubhouse.
2: It's a fizzy lifting drink.
1: And I think while mm. the historian get lifted. I think while the historian is busting into that drink, um, I have a treat as well for the clubhouse and. You know, because this is, seems to be the time that we're celebrating the 50th episode, uh, I think this would be a nice time because it sounds like some of the people from Ireland want to join in on the Elf. William
4: Welcome back, friend! Where has the time gone? Here's the three of the bravest individuals. And
5: the three-figure entertainment budget. <laughs> you know, uh. Feelings of uh, fondness and Wimotanya.
0: I feel good right now.
5: I like this club. Three of my buddies: Fatty, Stinky,
0: and Brooklyn. <laughs> they know we're the ones who's so- starting to get things.
5: I'll tell you what.
4: Go to the fifty. Go to the sixty. This is your Olympic dream come true. Bitty Down. Bitty more.
5: Order of the Straight Arrow. Who wants another beer, Wimotanya? <laughs> Rock on. Thanks.
2: That is awesome. <laughs> That's
6: pretty good. Yes.
2: That is <laughs> awesome. Good work. Thank I love you. it. <laughs> it's you. nice of all of our friends to yeah, call in like that.
1: Very Here cool. boys go. Cheers. Some to some proper
2: champagne flutes. We got to to...
1: Cheers. Yeah.
2: Cheers. Wimitanya. Wow.
1: Wimitanya. Wimitanya. That is oh. tart. See, it's it's more of a... It's not as fruity as I thought it was going to be. No, but that's good. That's delicious. Okay, so yeah, I'm feeling a little bit of, uh, like, almost cranberry flavors in there. It's definitely berry, quite tart. Uh, it's light. The,
2: uh, it the tastes, schnozberries thanks. taste like schnozberries.
1: <laughs> it's a uh, boysenberry. Oh, okay, see, I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, the boysenberry, but it, it, that's a banging beer. It's from... Uh, that's t-
2: technically beer? It's from 2019. Uh, yeah, it is beer.
1: Nice. Technically. That's awesome. Well, that was nice. Yeah. And I think that brings us to well, our next segment, which is our listener feedback. And I think we actually have quite a nice variety of listener feedback uh, in the clubhouse today. Um, yeah, we do. So I can start us off. This one comes from the aptly named Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So I don't know if you remember, uh, in the previous episode, uh, Luann referenced AJ as a hanger-on. And I... AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ Styles, which I thought was right, but I've been corrected. The AJ reference in the wedding episode is definitely not AJ Styles, and that is because his name didn't really take off until 2005. Mm. And he joined the WWE in 2016. Was he Arthur James before that? <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> not. You can't quote me on that, but I think so. That's a kingly um, name. <laughs> so to our follower Lo, who reached out, uh, I appreciate you. You let me know. I'm always gonna try to sneak in those wrestling references where I can. But uh, I, in fact, did know. That it wasn't AJ Styles. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just a big shoehorn to get a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I, I was
1: trying so hard because I know we have a big community of wrestler fan. Wrestler. Of wrestler,
3: wrestling.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: of wrestling fans <laughs> listening in, and uh, I wanted to get you uh, your comeuppance. So that was I like
3: the most perplexing moment in clubhouse history. And Me, yeah. me and Denim were like looking I back. I thought you guys <laughs> were going to be in on it pretty quick.
2: But <laughs> we were like, what? I'm are you sp- fucking hot? <laughs> I say,
3: like, expect this from the tip of the spear, but not, <laughs> not from you.
1: <laughs> got to keep you on your toes. Yeah.
3: And uh, I have a little bit of feedback uh, by no one in particular, but it's just, uh, we got three really nice Reviews uh, through Apple Podcasts, also five stars. Uh, those were great. Uh, we always appreciate seeing those. So
1: and they're from three different countries. You're saying
3: uh, at least two.
1: Yeah, so they probably didn't organize. So that's, <laughs> that makes me feel really good. No, so if you got, I enough... love
2: it when we get reviews from people we don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's few and far between, but
2: they're super special when
3: we get them. Yeah, so go do that <laughs> <laughs> if you want.
2: And uh, we're still looking for the name of that song in the last one. Yeah, there. nobody's come
1: nobody's forward. Nobody's come to claim the shirt. I've uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking about that song.
2: announced <laughs> um, it's it's me. What? Yes. So now I got some listener feedback. This is uh, this is specifically from Twitter. Um, I just I thought this was worth mentioning because it made me chuckle like pretty good when I saw it. We've recently been followed by a fella. Well. By a user named Lenore. <laughs> and their 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 profile picture is uh, bill in a dress. <laughs> and address. And they just said, uh, they just had some kind words of encouragement for our pod and so shouted nice. us out. So I thought <laughs> made me laugh pretty good, so I thought I'd share that. And uh, I started talking to Sir J. Rob from Texas. He says the episode was definitely a good one. And it's funny, and I want to say thanks for that. But we got into it to talk about how uh, Prince Marky D from the Fat Boys Uh passed away uh, over the weekend. All right. And that was, that's unfortunate. Big Def Jam fans in this clubhouse. For sure. And uh, so J-Rob from Texas, Uh, to all of our listeners who are in Texas, I um, wanted to make a special shout-out in our Thoughts and Prayers column of our weekly newsletter <laughs> for everybody experiencing the winter storm down there. That's that I've been watching the news on that one, and it sounds pretty awful.
1: Yeah, we, we don't get into too much current events, but, I mean, a big portion of our listener base is from Texas, and... Our thoughts and prayers do go out with you as well as Bobby's father.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're from the west coast of Canada, so you'd think that we would, like, understand that, but we don't. We I mean, we probably have more experience with, like, flooding than mm-hmm. that, <laughs> being how rainy we are. But I de- you definitely hear about it every year coming out of, like, the east coast of Canada. Where, yeah. like, horrible storms where people are mm-hmm. buried and it's and just bad. But those, peop- those people are ready for it.
1: Yeah, they, they don't have the infrastructure to support The
2: people them. in, I mean, yeah, reading about what's uh, going
1: on in Texas is pretty. Yet the fucking hydrants were frozen. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, so anybody out there, just, uh, we, you're, you're in our thoughts and prayers column of the newsletter.
3: We'll have a sip of that Def Jam liquor for all the fine women. <laughs>
6: Stay
1: safe
2: out there. <laughs> buy some buy some chains.
1: <laughs> so without further ado, we should get into some details and some episode info from our historian.
2: This is season 3, episode 15. This is the 50th King of the Hill episode overall. <laughs> Woo-hoo! It is entitled Sleight of Hank. And the title of that episode is a phrase to describe a magician's technique to perform tricks. The actual phrase is Sleight of Hand. Oh, no, I, I get it. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it first aired on February 16th, 1999. It was written by Man,
3: our... Almost 20 years yeah. right on the bango. Almost, almost.
2: bango dango. Um, written by two of my favorites... The uh, oh, Abel and Burger, Abel and Burger, the Kung Fu Panda duo, as our I like boys, to call them. Our boys, uh, this is their seventh episode of a total of 11 after Westy Side Story, Peggy the Boggle Champ, Arrowhead, Meet the Manger Babies, Hank's Dirty Laundry, and Pregnant Paws. This one is directed by Jeff Myers, and this is his sixth of a total of 13. Uh, his previous episodes include Plastic White Female, Texas City Twister, Meet the Manger Babies. Peggy's Turtle Song, and Next of Shin. So we had some uh, overlap there. There's They've mm-hmm. worked together before.
1: Which is nice. And, I mean, I I don't know if it's the time to comment on the writing, but we noticed with uh, Mr. Collier how the writing felt a little bit disjointed in the last one. I do want to just say right now this one felt a lot more smooth. Oh,
2: yeah, those are good. that's my final thoughts for
1: sure. Oh, I'm saving it. Okay, so But you're going to have
2: spoilers. Um, synopsis. <laughs> Uh, the synopsis for this one is the Hills visit a magic show and Hank is upset when Peggy refuses to reveal the details of a magic trick to him
1: you didn't even mention Nancy's
2: birthday
6: (laughs) (laughs) Nancy's birthday is (laughs) over (laughs)
2: So, this one has a cold open, as all the great ones do. Bobby and Peggy are painting clouds on the wall and uh, cloud gazing.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, First, we open up where they're... You don't realize that they're painting. They're just cloud gazing. Yeah, it looks like clouds. And then you realize, after Peggy smacks a bee on the wall Mm -hmm. and says, Bees are stupid. Fool an owl and then we'll talk. (laughs) Fuck.
1: Because owls are wise. Yeah, no, I get it, but... When are you ever going to have to swat an owl?
2: (laughs) Fuck, if one comes attacking you, 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 swatting's the best method you got.
1: Honestly, I have an irrational fear of birds. I don't know if you knew, but uh, (laughs) denim. Well, uh,
3: owls are the ones to be most afraid of.
1: Fair enough, (laughs) but I'm often not out at night when they are.
3: I like owls, man. Springtime, I see them all the time when I walk lefty, almost daily. Really? Yeah, it's like their main season or something. They're always hanging out. They do come
1: out in the day, yeah.
2: They're just, like, they're camouflaged and shit. I'm afraid they're going to eat my dog.
1: I, I heard that I heard that like they make these things called pellets it's basically like poop but um, they're really interesting to cut open because I s-
2: totally thought you were gonna say you're going out to shoot
1: birds <laughs> with no. these
2: things called pellets no. that come out of a gun no it looks
1: like this big kind of like a uh, furry sack and it's just like whatever they ate and like didn't couldn't digest like the bones and stuff like that you cut open owl pellets and like you find rat bones and like crazy oh, yeah. stuff it's, that's crazy yeah it's kind of like uh, elementary school science.
2: Yeah, I
3: remember that. Yeah, no. not bad. I like owls.
1: Owls are cool. Yeah, we. Went
2: I mean, yeah, they are cool. They're but they are, they're mean. They can be mean and yeah, they're vicious.
1: You remember that show, Happy Animal Babies?
2: Oh yeah, Wacky Babies.
1: Wacky Babies. Yeah. Oh man, the owls and Wacky Babies were characters. <laughs>
2: we went to our friend's house so much and
1: watched that tape. They just gave it to us. They <laughs> <laughs> we just were like, "Stop coming over to watch this." Yeah, I remember that house. Too. Yeah. But uh. So, obviously, we move into the title sequence, and we're uh, now greeted by uh, the one and only Hank Hill, who's coming in because,
5: obviously, uh, Bobby's painted his room.
0: Dad, in here! I'm painting my room!
5: Well, all right, son. (laughs) You can finally wear those overalls without being embarrassed. So now, I don't know if you got Vietnam
3: flashbacks. Oh, as f- soon as I heard that, I thought about that fucking weird oh video God. on was it I, football it was is great, it was... soccer is dumb. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> I was cringing so hard because I was almost expecting it to happen, but, like, I was pleasantly surprised when it didn't. Yes.
5: Huh? Oh. Oh. You painted clouds? Oh. <laughs> clouds?
3: <laughs>
2: I started watching this like in bed on my phone. Yeah. And then uh, when this scene happened, like I realized that that was the scene. I had to like get up and go have a cold shower and (laughs) watch it alone.
3: (laughs) It's like (laughs) when Hank struts in there and he's like, he's at first he's so like proud. Well, he sold three
6: barbecues
1: today.
3: (laughs) Oh yes. But it like it's like some big step in a boy's life his first yeah, his paid first job.
1: first job. So Peggy obviously wants to go get the fun saver. Well, it looks blotchy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so well, hold on there, Peggy. <laughs> that's that's when he learns that it's obviously it's by design. Yes, it's intentional they're fluffy clouds. <laughs> yeah.
3: I like how it's not just the walls too. It's like his like shelves yeah. and his like whatever desk and stuff he I was kind of jealous.
1: Like I really like built-in furniture. I mean, it looks built-in.
3: Yeah, Hank probably built that.
1: Yeah, he must have, right? Yeah.
3: Guys, did you see that uh,
1: built-in uh,
2: TV stand I just painted, like, and built the shelf for, like, last week? No, no. No. Well, you guys don't spend a lot of time in my bedroom. <laughs> it's pretty nice. I just painted it blue. And that is a... also
1: by design. Yeah. Isn't I all blotchy? We ran out of paint at the end. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, obviously, uh, Bobby wanted it clouds because. Well, because you can't look at clouds at night. Exactly. <laughs>
7: mm-hmm. At night, all you can see out that window is Bill dancing with his mop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I didn't catch that she said that until like maybe the second or third watch, and I love the foreshadowing. In oh that. yeah, <laughs> it
1: makes that it makes that payoff like all more funnier. I know, and I was kind of like, I I was I wasn't bummed, but like, I was thinking because you sent me that video of like, oh, you know, this is the song. And then, uh, like, watching the episode after you had sent that, uh, I, I, I noticed the, pe- the, uh, the setup right away. And I was like, man, would I have noticed that if I didn't know it was coming? But, uh,
2: like, well, it's funny because, because
1: it's, a, it's like it's a funny thing for Peggy to do. And that's out of character.
2: Well, not just that, but it took me three times to watch the episode before I even heard that song. Because, oh. like, I knew the song was because I read it in the credits. Mm-hmm. That song was in there. But I didn't, uh, I didn't pick up that it was where it was, where it
1: was until later. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Hank knows that's true and doesn't really have a rebuttal.
3: <laughs> no. So the following scene, we see him, and he's heading outside to join the guys in the alley, and he's noticeably late, and he's also noticeably covered in a bunch
1: of blue paint. Yeah, because I, I guess we forgot to mention, he starts painting over the walls that Bobby did because yes. he's not happy with it.
3: Yeah, he kind of rains on their parade there. But he heads out there.
4: Yep. 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 You don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what they were talking about um, is Nancy's birthday is on Saturday, and Dale's throwing her a big old surprise party at Abra Capasta because he's been doing a bit of exterminating there, and they don't really have the funds to pay him. <laughs> yeah,
2: but did you remember what they he had? charges a dollar a fucking lawn? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's more than happy to get paid in magic shows. Yeah, that's, like,
2: more than what his job is worth. What were you saying, though? Oh, he was spraying for roaches and silverfish. Silverfish are actually, like, terrible. Are they, like, a, like a roach?
1: No, I mean, they they usually are found in, like, flooded or damp areas, and they look like a little white, squiggly little, almost maggot. And, like, a lot of restaurants get them, and it's, like, if you get silverfish, you got to shut down, but a lot just... Operate. Yeah, it's gross. Fast Eddie's. <laughs> yeah, like fast. So that's like, the Fast Eddie method. If you see like a rundown place, like you, you can probably say out loud, and somebody will agree with you. Oh, that place probably a Silverfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're gross. And Hanks. He's not really into it. No, he's he's not going (laughs) to clap. No.
3: no, He doesn't approve of it. No, but Dale's like, you have to come. You already said yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love Hank's just like, I'm not clapping. I hate musicians. I hate magicians. Don't trust them. And
5: Bill. (laughs) Ever since David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Shame on him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, like.
1: I I knew that David Copperfield did that. Yeah, and I've heard, I think it's been debunked to me one time previously. Well, it's not debunked. It's an illusion. Well, that's what I mean. It's been <laughs> explained. To you yeah, previously. explained.
2: So the thing is always, like, I always knew the trick, how it was done before I ever, like, went to go and see it. And so, it was um, a part of a a special that he had in 1983. And I went and watched the whole damn... 83? Yeah, I went and watched the whole whole special. It's on YouTube. How long is it? 45 minutes.
1: Damn.
2: So, and I got some David Copperfield facts here. But first, I want to mention that time we went and saw David Copperfield.
1: Yeah, in Vegas.
2: In Vegas. I got these cups.
1: Oh my god, you brought him out. I did. <laughs> no way. You want the you want that one? Yeah, I like this one.
2: Yeah, the MGM Grand. I got this cup at the David Copperfield uh, Solid, theater. Uh,
1: swanky. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, let me just pour my cup, my pour pour my beer in here.
1: Yeah, I uh I went through a weird David Copperfield phase when I liked magic. <laughs> I think it was all inspired by that I trip it, to Vegas. I think it really was. We were like blown away.
2: Yeah, but I it was what? 2003.
1: I, I I don't remember all of his tricks, but I remember his finale very vividly, where he was going to transport the people on stage to an island in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> and then they showed up at the back of the theater. Yeah. But, like, there was a video of them, like, quote, unquote, in yeah. Hawaii. Be like, oh, my God, look at this thing. <laughs> they all had ladies on, so you knew they were in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um,
2: but no, the trick I remember he did was he made the car appear on stage. Oh, yeah. And they lowered it, and he drove it off. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn. Like, that was impressive. Totally, um, but, that's with a forklift. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I actually asked my mom about it um, when I watched this episode. I texted her. I was like, because she was the one who was all like, "Yes, let's we go to David Copperfield," and uh, then I was like, uh,
3: "Was your dad sit there the whole time?" Like.
2: <laughs> yeah he had that same handles. look on his face that Hank did uh, but no like uh, it's funny my mom was like she's like yeah I thought you know we should we have to go see him because like he's getting old he's probably gonna retire soon he's, so... gonna, he's
6: gonna disappear <laughs> <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs>
2: well listen to this so that was in 2003 that we saw him and he's currently performing daily returning March 21st with 15 shows a week Wow. <laughs> so At the David Copperfield Theater that's in MG on Saturday in yes, Las Vegas. Say, that's
6: insane.
2: <laughs> um, he, where he where he has performed on and off, mostly on since two thousand three.
1: Holy! And so she,
2: we were there right at the start of the show. She fell
3: for it. How um, does he keep the magic going? To 15 <laughs> shows a week for almost twenty years. It's
2: Vegas, baby.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. Dude, he is one of the. I think like he has all these awards, and one of them was that like he's got the most performances or something, or he's at at as of two thousand and six, he had sold through thirty three million tickets and grossed over four billion dollars, and that That's was over more- his career that was his career up to 2006 and that was more year. than any solo entertainer in history wow yeah and like he frequently That's shows up on, on forbes film. list of most successful entertainers like in the top 20
1: crazy i mean he is a big name in magic
2: he's huge um and well first uh, let me go back let me let me just take a step back here he was born david seth kotkin uh, born september 16th 1956 in metuchen new jersey better known by his stage name, David Copperfield. Named after a serial written by Charles Dickens titled The Personal History, Adventures, Experience, and Observation of David Copperfield, the Younger of the Blundstone Rookery, which he never meant to publish on any account. That's the name of the Mm -hmm. the story.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Or more commonly referred to as just David Copperfield. The special... Back to the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Magic of David Copperfield Five: The Statue of Liberty Disappears, aired on April 8th, 1983, from Liberty Island in New York Harbor, where David Copperfield performed his most famous illusion in his career. He made the Statue of Liberty Disappear. Um, in the same episode, he made the Canadian Statue of Liberty disappear, otherwise known as Eugene Levy. <laughs> yeah, Eugene Levy was in it. there was a few other it was it was actually like a pretty entertaining I, I enjoyed it I, I thought it was fun. it was it's so like 1983 like late night kind of like talk show humor mm-hmm. um, but it had Eugene Levy and you
1: know I and love Eugene Levy. And so I mean, I don't know if you do, you found out. What the trick is? Did you? Did yes, you I one? did. You want me to? Do no, you, don't break the, to break the magician's code. You want to break the magician's No. we're going to get sued.
6: <laughs>
1: it was intense. About.
2: They had, like, they had these cameras all, like, staged around. Like, that was going to make a difference because they, mm-hmm. they put the film out into lock boxes. And then there was, like, they had lights and they were going to shine them through. Um, and, uh, yeah, all the trick is it. It's a pass. <laughs> right? And, yeah, it's that
1: simple. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not gonna air that. Uh, that that's a breach of code, and we could get sued. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you were pretty into magic. You get, They're going to take your card away if they hear that.
1: I mean, yeah, Spaz laminated it himself. Spaz did. Yeah, Spaz. It was Spaz's magic shop on, uh, what was it, Perdue Street, I think. Oh,
2: oh that one, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: okay, okay. Oh, it's not around anymore?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it
1: disappeared. <laughs> I swear I've talked to him. I, I swear that I've talked about him on this podcast before because I don't know about you, but, like, is there not special, like, uh, I would say uh, eras in your childhood that like you don't talk about until like you're either drunk or... <laughs> like you're... I came third place in the ball and spiel. Yeah. And <laughs> That's so... what we call a curling tournament. <laughs> and, and so that era of my life is one of them. And like I remember going to magic, like like magic practice basically. It, it was, was like...
2: called Magic Club.
1: Yeah. And so it was like an <laughs> evening gathering of people of all ages who wanted to do magic and just show each other tricks and learn. And, like, I was one of the youngest, so I literally just went there to watch magic tricks. I didn't do very many. Well, now we're
2: at (laughs) Pasta.
3: And uh, I've noticed one thing. Like, this is, like, we saw John Redcorn last episode, but we hadn't really seen a lot of them lately. And I'm really missing his... Like, entrances with, like, that hair metal music going that we just don't see in, like, a while.
4: Remember, people, this is a covert operation. I have recruited one John Redcorn to keep Nancy busy all day. (laughs) She will not suspect a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad he didn't
2: cruise up just with Steve Miller Band playing. Oh, that 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 would have been deadly, but... (laughs)
3: You <laughs> see, like, the, none of the guys respond, and they're all just kind of, like, rubbing the backs of their necks when he's saying she's going to be busy all day with old Johnny Redcorn.
1: They really went in on, like, Dale being, like, she has no clue. Yeah, she's she so, is cluel- so clueless. <laughs> like she's got no idea. Oh, shook, this place is perfect. No
7: one will ever spot us in this dump.
5: Uh, maybe you should take your hands out of my jeans now.
7: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: and then she just gets shocked because oh my god there's Dale and he's I love behind the, the fucking ficus I, I <laughs> love that they the, I love that the magic shop like the entrance from yeah, the it's boy got, in, it's got a candelabra <laughs> is, but it's yeah it's like a secret entrance I yeah. love it it's
3: awesome
1: yeah the door
3: <laughs> and uh it was quite the raucous uh, surprise. Even Hank was jumping up out of his seat. Yeah, there. that was Boom the last
1: time. was given a lot of enthusiasm.
2: That was the last time Hank was tricked into having fun that night. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: And Boomhauer brought a date. <laughs> oh, did he? I didn't notice. Yeah, she had to sit at the table with him and Bill. <laughs>
2: Do you think it's the same one that he went on the weekend with? The, wait, the,
1: I thought he was. Maybe. I thought it was the cocktail waitress that he was talking to that night.
3: I was, well, that would be the end of
1: this other yeah, event. Yeah, so. I was okay. thinking
3: that maybe he got a little sick of this one at dinner
1: <laughs> and found the cocktail waitress. Cocktail waitress. But uh, you're right. Hank's, Hank's not very happy because he tries to leave as yeah. soon as she shows up, <laughs> and uh, Peggy forces him back down.
5: Ugh. The last thing I need is some silky man in his silky scarves trying to trick me into having fun.
3: <laughs> what's like from that previous episode, Bobby? He's like, he's talking about something, and he's like, oh, he's like, it's like the what the wife of a magician would wear.
2: Oh, uh, it's Frilly. It's uh, the the figure skater.
0: You know what's funny? We were just talking about Carrie Strug like two days ago, remember? Yeah. Now I get this Valentine. It's probably from Carrie Strug.
1: It's awesome. I love the (laughs) mind of a (laughs) ten-year-old. Yeah, the logic there is perfect. But so now that uh, um, now that we've understood that Hank hates silk and he hates magicians and this magic show is about to start, um, it opens with I mean what I think is is a beautiful song.
0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, I am Astounding Herrera.
5: Get ready to be astounded.
3: (laughs) That's uh, you know who that is right? Herrera? Herrera.
1: No, Uh, to me it reminded me of Carlo.
3: And yes exactly, that's what I was just going to say, it's our friend David Herman. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Doing <get> a, a <laughs> rendition of Carlo, but it's a
2: Because yeah. yeah, like I, it was uncredited, and I know uh, sometimes when it's the Spanish accent, they get Mike Judge to do it. Mm-hmm. But that was definitely not Mike Judge. So that no. was David Herman.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, that okay. Right. And I mean, I like I, it. I love when he gets into that kind of tone. Like uh, mm-hmm. he does it really well. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't think it's offensive. I think it's great.
2: What? No, it's not offensive.
3: Oh, yeah, it's awesome. And, like, I loved in that little clip you just played there where you can just, over everyone else, you can hear Bill just ooing and, and Like, and he's just.
4: Doing where did his, that like... watch come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I love that Hank is, like, trying to debunk that. Everything that he's doing. He pulled that watch from his pocket.
3: <laughs> that yeah. wasn't part of the act.
1: <laughs> Bill is mesmerized.
3: Yeah,
1: And uh, it's really funny, too, because there's another, there's one that I think I'll talk about this more later. Maybe I'll talk about it now. But when the, he does the levitating woman
5: mm-hmm. act, sure, who needs wires when you got a forklift behind the curtain? So just remember
1: that and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but obviously, Hanks unimpressed because this magician just keeps lying to the audience.
3: Yeah, he's he's doing all his warm-up tricks like he pulls the deck of cards out of his like sleeve, but they're not just a regular deck. Mm-hmm. It's a giant deck of cards.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's right and and uh, and he's just kind of doing these rapid fire, and then Hank is just continuing to be a downer. And, so- and I
3: love that
2: look on his face.
3: <laughs> You're trying so hard to like, look unimpressed.
2: The last episode was like Bobby in sunglasses, and that is like a meme. Yeah, yeah. This image of Hank needs to be a meme. That makes sense. <laughs> like <laughs> somebody needs to take that and things. run with it. Yeah. Because I feel like that all the time. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Mostly uh, looking at my (laughs) fucking
1: neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, so, everyone, I'm sure, that can hear him is getting sick of it, but Peggy actually speaks up, and she's just saying, like, you know, we know that he didn't actually do that, and we know... (laughs) Like, we're not stupid, but we're just trying to enjoy the show. And
2: that's totally... That's true. Because, like, when we went to Tournament of Kings last time with Nathan... Yeah. And it was... I know
1: that we're still in 2019.
2: (laughs) It's not that... It's, like, what you put into those shows... Is what you get yeah. out of them. Totally. So, like, if you're at a magic show and you're being Hank, you're not gonna get tricked into having a good time. Nobody. But if you go in there and buy into it, you are gonna get tricked into having a good
1: time. And you know what? You might even like it. <laughs> yeah, if you go in and be Bill, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have a good time. Exactly. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing.
3: This is Bill's like one night of the year where he's out, yeah. <laughs> he's having fun, he's socializing. Fuck,
1: I would
2: give anything to be able to go to a fucking magic show Honestly, right now. <laughs> I, kind of I
3: really... haven't been to a show of any kind for
1: a minute. Go over some pasta and your buddies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, um, audience participation. Mm-hmm. Hey, he and needs a
3: beautiful women's. woman.
1: <laughs> he reminded me of Rabdebideox. But, uh, it's f- I don't know if you caught this, but after he says he needs a beautiful
5: woman...
4: A beautiful woman.
5: Well... He's not going to pick you. He's got a plant in the audience.
1: I, I thought he was saying he's not going to pick you because yeah, she's not a beautiful
6: woman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like to think that uh, the astounding Herrera picked... Peggy, because, like, he must pick whoever
1: is with someone who hates this. Honestly, <laughs> probably, because he's got to see all types of guys like these.
3: Yeah, like, well, you saw Peggy, like, after he said he'd need a beautiful woman, and she's like, oh, and, like, kind of, like, yeah, giggles to like, her. Right, so I like, got this girl in the back. Yeah, this is going to be <laughs> easy.
1: And then there's this funny line where Peggy says that she's not stupid. Hank, you are
7: not sitting in a room full of idiots. We know he didn't really saw that woman. We know birds don't grow out of his fingers. We know his accent is phony, (laughs) but we don't care. The fun is pretending that it's real.
3: Ah, yes, you.
1: And she's picked, she gets brought up to the stage.
3: Mm Mm-hmm, and she's locked in this giant donkey piñata thing. Exactly.
1: Well, first, she has to introduce herself. She has to introduce
3: herself.
4: (laughs) And what is your name, my lovely?
3: Oh, um,
7: Lamo, Peggy Hill.
3: Ah, you speak Spanish. In a way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if, like, there's, like, uh like, Texas Spanish to, like, Spanglish. Mexican Spanish. I guess there's Spanglish. Is that what that is?
1: I think Spanglish is when you just, like, flip-flop between the words. Like, so you'll be like, my name, Abla, whatever. Or, oh, like, okay. you know, you'll, you'll make a sentence using both. Well, I'm just like, he's like, I know how, like,
2: French, Canadian, and French are different Way languages.
1: different. And I assume there probably is different, like, dialects. or.
2: They are different languages, but, like, if you're from either one,
1: You can recognize that this guy ain't from around here. most of
2: them are like, you ain't from around here. Yeah.
1: I wonder if that's the same if you speak an American version of Spanish. Yeah, I think you're probably (laughs) right. I mean, I could only assume uh, that there's enough (laughs) nuance that they'd recognize the differences in tone. But... um, I do like that Peggy gets like called out by like somebody who it's their like native tongue, I imagine. <laughs> I
2: think every time she does.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just like it every time. <laughs> and then he starts and then he starts to just like lean all the way in on this like I, okay, so going back to what you said earlier, I think he definitely targeted her because Hank's having a bad time. Because he's being like unnecessarily like sexual and like having a lot of innuendo with Peggy Hill.
5: Then you must know that most piñatas is filled with the candies, and este burro is no exception. But the sweetness I am filling it with is the sweetness that is
4: Peggy Hill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so his trick is that he's gonna hit this, or try to hit this piñata while blindfolded with a fiery sword and- That's a stick. Stick, whatever uh and so he swings it and the audience kind of gets all scared one he misses
2: before like he starts swinging though you get an overhead shot and you can
1: see there is a don't spoil we're cutting this
3: <laughs> i know you could see how terrified like <laughs> dale redcorn and nancy are when he's swinging that fiery thing around and well he's got he swings twice. Yeah, he does. He's, but he's got one more time to hit on Hank's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He does it again.
1: But uh, you know what? I'll plug my ears, listeners. You can listen if you want to. But what were you well, saying? You, you can see that there is
2: a uh, uh, an, an extra person in a sombrero being ushered off of the stage by the helpers. <laughs>
1: i sorry, I just blacked out. Where were we? <laughs> uh, he's Nancy's
2: party's over! <laughs> yeah,
3: Hank is just about to burst onto stage and ruin all the fun, or attempt to. <laughs>
5: you bring my wife back right now, or I'm getting the manager.
3: Yeah, <laughs> That's and, his first threat. <laughs> yeah, so Herrera is like, as you wish. And he just... And, like, they're about to have, like, a fricking, like, Great White incident. Wasn't that that metal band where everyone died at their fucking... Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, like,
1: because a dangerous stunt that there. That lit up, and, like, that was fast.
2: Well, it was a band that wanted to play on a bigger stage than they could sell tickets for. So their pyrotechnics didn't match the venue. And well, yes. I was also
1: thinking, too, like, the magic show, like, I don't know, because it's called Abra Capasta, I would imagine that guy's a resident, or, like... Who pays for the pinata? Because if they can't pay Dale, I was which gonna is say a yeah. dollar a spray. They have to get a new pinata every show. David Copperfield's pumping out what seven shows? No, fifteen shows a week. Mm-hmm. Dude, this I guy's think, probably doing six. I don't know. Yeah. It's
2: been a while since I made any paper mache, but I think it's just newspaper and flour <laughs> like, and corn yeah. cornstarch. Like I think that
3: mm-hmm. well, thing goes up like a ping pong ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it does light up.
3: But Hank is still demanding <laughs> to bring Peggy back. But we find Peggy. Back in her seat, taking a long swig of her corona.
5: Corona! How did you do that? I cannot break the magician's code. And neither can my lovely assistant. Okay, that's it. Nancy's birthday party is over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> it was so good.
3: Yeah, Hank's been super late. Yeah,
2: like it's like it's all about his good time and he's almost about to have a good time.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah he was on the fence there for a bit.
3: Yeah, and then like, he calls him a thief and then... Uh, oh, you know, because, he t- because he tries to leave without his keys. And then he just disappears and they start dancing <laughs> around him. <laughs> yeah,
1: he, he was pissed about that.
3: So it's like magician two or three, Hank zero. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. who was not winning that night and he continues to lose in the next scene, we find Hank and Peggy in bed, and Hank is pestering Peggy to tell him how the trick was done, and he's got all these, like, ideas and suggestions yeah. he's throwing out Track there.
1: door, and,
3: Pe- and mirrors. And <laughs> Peggy's loving it, like, oh, yeah. as you would. Like, she's withholding this, like, information, and she even goes, like, to exclaim, like, you're just so mad that I know something you don't.
1: And then she says that she will never tell him. Mm-hmm. And, like, she never does. I know. Good for her.
2: But, um, well, I mean, I like her reasoning as to how uh, magicians never tell their secrets.
5: A trap door. No. Hmm. Mirrors in the... No! Rotating stage.
7: Will you stop it? I promised Herrera I would not tell. And there is nothing more important to a magician than keeping secrets. Probably, because so many of them are gay.
1: <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I thought, like, and Hank goes on
2: to be like, well, you made a promise to me, and now obey me when I tell you to tell me how that trick was done. Like,
1: yeah. This isn't the first time he tries to weasel, like, like in sickness and in health and obey me. Like, yeah, baby.
3: Yeah, like your marriage had nothing to do with future magic shows.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> sickness added health and magic shows. Yeah, yeah. And
3: like like his last suggestion, like rotating stage. It's like, Hank, you were fucking there. Did
1: you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the stage you didn't studies, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Hey man, you ask those people at the uh uh Liberty uh fucking what's her name? The Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: like, no doubt Abercapasta is like barely making ends meet. Like his like the magician. His assistants, there was like what four of them, I think, on stage so that are all getting paid for this like cruddy show.
1: <laughs> yeah. this, like, all the people in the attendance, they that could night be getting paid in pasta. Food.
3: That's true. I mean,
1: they're like, Dale's maybe, I mean, happy. like,
2: honestly, dude, there's no shortage of promoters in like small, like, in like small town bands, I'll just be like, oh, well, you can just play for exposure, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, you just want to be a magician's uh, assistant for exposure, right? But <laughs> like, like well, you know, g- get, you, get you get the astounding Herrera out there, you know, maybe next week you're playing Lulis. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like Mitch Hedberg has that one joke where he's just like, my manager takes 10% from me. Sometimes I work for free drinks. <laughs> Bring him home a Jack and Coke.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that is
2: good. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I mean, it is, there is no shortage of people trying to just steal from up and coming entertainers. That, yeah, yeah. Is, that totally. is a fact.
1: I will say that when I was an up and coming entertainer for a short period of time, he's just like, you know. I shouldn't even be paying, you know? I'm like, dude, just give me the 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I
2: spent 38 at your bar. Like, yeah. Seriously, I'm going to use that other 12 to get home in a cab. Right?
3: <laughs> yeah. You're not coming out on top of <laughs> it. Yeah.
5: Yeah, no shit. So, uh, this Herrera, is he, uh... Yes, of course he is. <laughs> now leave me alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that ends their, uh, their argument. And we now uh, we we flash right to the hill kitchen in the morning.
2: So Peggy's recounting the night to Bobby
1: and (laughs) with great enthusiasm. (laughs) Yeah. And Bobby has my favorite line in the episode at this breakfast table here.
7: Then, the piñata exploded in a shower of candy. Wow,
0: what kind of candy?
7: Jolly Ranchers.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, Beans. my God. Oh, God. Where were you?
7: That Back is... in my seat, taking a long, cool <laughs> sip of my Corona. No one knew how I got there. Perhaps not even me. <sighs> <laughs>
3: So, continuing my candy segment, uh, sweet tarts. In the last, I episode. liked it
2: way more when you brought the candies for us to taste <laughs> while you told us about them.
3: I got some sweet tarts at home. I was <laughs> running very late today, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got outrageous requests from Dustin to bring him p- pixie beers,
1: <laughs> yeah. they're, they're rattlers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the Jolly Rancher Company, founded in 1949 by Bill and Dorothy Harmson, uh, choosing to give a name that gave the impression of a friendly Western company, the Jolly Rancher. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, originally uh, in Colorado, production was moved to Mexico in 2002 to save costs. Current flavors from Jolly Ranchers are cherry, blue raspberry, grape, green apple, fruit punch, and watermelon. What's your favorite? Uh, Anything except green apple or watermelon. I'm going to say blue raspberry, and blue raspberry came in in like the late 90s, I think, to replace lime, because lime's boring, and blue raspberry is cool.
1: Blue raspberry yeah. is cool. I like blue raspberry and watermelon. It's weird that you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you watermelon's it
3: delicious. Yo, I have some flavors here that I know you guys won't like. It was in <laughs> 2017. They discontinued?
1: <laughs> it was in 2017.
3: They offered a Hotties bag of Jolly Ranchers. That might right. be
2: okay. The flavors Hot mix?
3: The flavors included watermelon and cayenne pepper, blue raspberry and sriracha. Wait,
2: are we talking like combined? Yes. Is this why you wanted to know how to spell sriracha earlier?
3: I knew how to spell it. I was at <laughs> <close laughs> <than> you guys. <laughs> I passed. Dustin won. And uh, the... It's a cough pod spelling bee. <laughs>
1: yeah, I went a jolly round
3: Well, you
2: didn't use it in that sentence. I would have got it then.
3: <laughs> and the other flavors were cherry and habanero and green apple and Ooh, ginger. Cherry and
2: habanero might be good.
3: Giving off some serious Pepsi Fire vibes. If yeah. I, uh, oh which my was god. Disgusting.
1: Okay, guys. Let's. Oh not wow. fingers. It was originally. I remember that it was, was awfully A slurpy bad flavor. It was originally a Slurpee flavor, and it was meant to be. It was originally a Slurpee like a mango fire, but it wasn't good. But it wasn't anywhere. Good.
3: No, I remember In being, like, form. mad at you about I it. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. I I
2: can't believe you reminded me about that. I wrote it down. I we... can't believe you gave me a hat of Pepsi today, and I think I'm going to wear it now. We don't talk about it. No, let's never talk about that again.
3: It's where, like, the consensus was, like, it's like mixing Pepsi and Fireball, but you're not getting drunk. And yeah. It's just, like, shitty tasting.
2: Oh, it had that awful, awful <laughs> taste of mixing Fireball and Cola. It I did. had it
3: at your old house and it was like fear factor for anyone that came in because then it was like yo you want to try this new (laughs) soda
2: well they tricked you that you could only buy it in 12 cases yeah so if you really kind of wanted to try it you couldn't just try it you had to get 12 and then you had to have 11 friends to come over (laughs) to try the other ones
5: (laughs) bobby there is a perfectly logical explanation for your mother's brief disappearance i'm listening well, uh, you see, uh... <sighs> All right, I will tell you.
7: It was magic. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love it so much. I love I love how, like, Bobby is loving it also. Yeah, he's always but, super into uh, it. But I love how much more Hank is just getting beaten down by this. And I love <laughs> that there isn't, like, what else is going on here in
1: Hank's... No, nothing. Life. This just... is
2: the thing that is
1: bothering him that much. He's doing I... super well at work, obviously. Yeah,
2: you sold three memories that day. And so
1: he's feeling great, and this thing is just irking at him, and it's ruining his yeah. good time. I
2: mean, I could see it if, like, Bobby was
1: included, like, the whole time.
2: To then, you know, then I'd be like, oh, well, he has this ulterior, like, he's upset that, that Bobby's getting into being a magician. But he, that hasn't happened yet. No, it's just It's literally up. just that that magician maybe was going to trick him into having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, and they, now everybody else is having a good time. <laughs> and he can't hate. figure out
1: the trick. It's because, yeah, because Hank loves to debunk him. I love it. Right? I this love is the it. one that he can't figure out. It's so good.
3: I feel like I glazed over that line watching the episode, but hearing it now, how fucking funny it is that he refers to it as Peggy's brief disappearance.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and you're right. And so obviously like, like Hank's like flustered and upset. And like like you said, like Bobby's just getting involved now and he's just trying to kibosh it. And he's like, shouldn't you be in school? It's Sunday. What about Sunday school? And then this is where I'm quite sure that all the time that Bobby's been spending with Dale it's starting to show.
5: Aren't you late for school? It's Sunday. Oh, what about Sunday school?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It just, it all makes it so much better at the end, too. Like, just this, <laughs> oh, like... Oh, totally. I mean, it makes it more believable at the end, I
1: guess, when we'll get there. Yeah, mm. It's great. Uh, excuse me. So the next scene, we are outside of Arlen's community church, I think it is. No, it's Arland First, First Methodist. Methodist. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little grainy on Deez Flix when I was watching it. It was. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey. i <I'm> was just kidding. <laughs> hey, hey, now. Hey now. <laughs> Deez Flix is the only one offering uh, <laughs> offering up uh, King, King of the, the Hill, Hill to Canadian.
3: <laughs> so
1: I love Deez Flix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please don't take me off. Me. <laughs> All seven users are satisfied. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. But, uh, so we're definitely just at the end of story time because we're learning about a Christian bear and the bell rings because it's now time to let them out. And she's, uh, forgotten to tell the children that there's a book report due. And so. Wait. What? Sorry, no, she tells the children that there's a report due. There's a Christian bear? Yeah.
0: And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, growled the bear. Uh, oh, before we go, children. I know
2: bears,
1: um, in the Bible, bears eight children. Well, this one was a, a, a Christian. He was going to walk in the eyes of the Lord. Hmm, maybe if he was full up on children. Fair <laughs> enough. But anyways, like I was saying, uh, she now needs to assign everybody their report that they must do. And for whatever reason, just calls on Ba- Babby. <laughs> I thought it was Bubby. Bubby Hill. I think it might be Bubby. Let's let's take a listen.
0: Children. I want to know who everyone's doing their Bible report on next week. Bubby Hill. <laughs> I'm gonna do my report on Jesus. Oh, I love
1: Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is good, Bobby. Yeah. Very good. You like look, you like side eyes over at Joseph. Like, you oh, I know one? he's such an ass.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Sunday school. Like, it's like, like <laughs> I'm gonna do a report on hockey. Shoddy Wayne Gretzky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <It's>
2: like, <laughs> uh, do. How many Christians can you name? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: but
3: but I do believe that was voiced by uh, Ashley Gardner,
2: Oh the voice um, of
3: Nancy. It sounds like a Christian Nancy.
2: It kind of does, actually.
3: That's yeah, who I thought. I, mean, and like, I buy it. There wasn't any guest no uh, voice
1: you, actors you, or anything. Any. No, racist. I don't
2: think she had a name.
1: And you're correct, no. uh, historian. I believe it is Bubby.
2: It sounds like Bubby <laughs> <laughs> until I mean, she has know? respect because, oh, she loves Jesus. <laughs> 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 then it's Bobby. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so that, that was a fun little scene, very quick, uh, and then it seems like we're on to, uh, the guys in the garage. This is
2: one of the better scenes, I think, in this Uh episode, which is no shortage of good scenes.
3: Yeah, it was super funny. So now we're in Hank's garage, and he has this elaborate setup with this giant wooden crate, like, suspended from the rafters of his garage. It's a piñata. Yes. (laughs) It
2: says right on
3: it. And I mean, you, I'm assuming this is the same, uh. Hardware he used during the Halloween episode where he was setting up Hank Hell's uh, haunted garage. Yeah, I think you're correct. But, <laughs> and, yeah. and he's also got his familiar cast in there. They just don't have their wacky uh, Halloween costumes on. <laughs> and he's asking the guys for their theories.
4: You're asking me if I have theories? About the magic trick, Dale. <laughs> oh, not a clue. <laughs> yeah.
3: You could hear the desperation in Hank's voice. Like, he yeah. he needs to figure this yeah. out now.
2: Yeah, he's, he's really, like... It really comes down to how upset he is about this episode.
1: Like yeah. he's not, he's not fucking around. And like, and honestly, like it doesn't feel unbelievable. No, like I totally believe that he is
2: pissed, and I he doesn't lo- understand. And I love Dale's take on this. Oh, oh yeah, because he comes up with
3: a theory. It's 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 reasonable.
2: I mean, you would never know the
4: proof. That it's done with twins: one Peggy in the pinata, one Peggy in the audience. Another woman who looks like Peggy, smells like Peggy, feels like My wife does not have <laughs> a twin. Of you don't know that for sure and you never will. They destroyed the proof when they blew up one of the Peggy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, that it sounded like such a classic finisher to like one of his conspiracies, but like with the Peggy punchline like uh, it really got me. Oh, I I fucking howled. It's oh, so it's good so-
2: because because like I have to feel like Dale is like knows it's not
1: he plausible. made it up on the spot. Yeah,
2: yes, but sometimes when he does make it up on the spot, I think he thinks he's onto something, and I feel like he's <laughs> fucking with Hank.
3: I think and he I, you saw <laughs> an opportunity to fuck with Hank and, and, Bill. and Bill. Exactly, hundred <laughs>
2: percent.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's
2: awesome, and <laughs> Hank's in the middle of it, and he doesn't want to be anywhere
1: near it. And he's oh, it's awesome. And it's such and a good you know like scene. Boomhauer actually had some real life experience.
5: <sighs> Boomhauer? Man, I didn't see nothing, man. I'm talking about that cocktail waitress man with a phone number, man, I'm going back to the house and dangle hook about ropes and pulleys all over the place, man. Yeah, that could work.
2: Yeah, so he didn't leave with her. He called her later.
3: I'm just thinking right now that maybe that woman he brought was a cocktail waitress from a different No cocktail bar.
2: No, Mm -hmm. because he didn't bring her there, get her number, call her later. That's what he says. That cocktail waitress got her number, called her later, went over to her place, she got ropes and pulleys. So he definitely
1: you heard all that? Did
2: he
5: say he called her? Yes. Oh, Boomhauer? Man, I didn't see nothing, man. I'm talking about a cocktail wait man with a phone number, man. I'm going back to the house and dangle hoping about ropes and pulleys all over the place, man. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> <laughs> ropes and pulleys.
2: Yeah. But it's implied. Yeah. Like he wouldn't have brought her there and then got her number Right.
3: Enough. Yeah. But he He (laughs) went
2: there with someone and got another number. She
3: probably left because she had to sit in
5: between him and Bill.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I bet you Bill talked to her more than Boomhauer did.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Peggy is hoisted by a rope, climbs out a heating duct, runs through the parking lot. Not even close. So
2: now we're back in Bobby's room. Uh, and Bobby's reading the Bible to Peggy and Luann.
3: And it is a snoozer. And
2: it's a snoozer.
1: Yeah,
3: it's not really
1: hitting home. And you they're telling
2: him, and he's like, i just reading the Bible.
7: Well, it seems a little, um, boring. Yeah, boring. But I copied it right out of the Bible.
2: And I love that. Like, yeah, Peggy's like, no, no, no. Well, you just got to be creative with it.
3: She starts backtracking immediately. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, totally. She realizes she's being a naughty Christian.
2: And so um, this one is pretty funny because then she. Oh, her impression? Well, her impression, but also that she's an idiot. (laughs) So when she teaches the Declaration of Independence in Fat Albert voice. Hey, 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 we the people. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to be the substitute history teacher on this one. Um, The Declaration of Independence would go something like this. Hey, 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 in Congress, July 4th, 1776, <laughs> the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in course of human events, it becomes necessary, blah, 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 blah. Is there any we the people? That's the Declaration of Independence. She was reading the Constitution of the United States, <laughs> which goes, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure Dom domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and security of blessings of liberty, and it goes on and on and on. I I I. It's funny because like I've been watching a lot of news, and that's and been a hot just, topic lately in yeah. the news. And how like it's just it, like they she has no idea
0: what it is.
3: She has no clue.
2: <laughs> like, and I no think, clue.
6: Well,
3: like I prefer Fat Abbott personally. <laughs>
0: Hey, 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 what's going on, Rudy? Man, Fat Albert, you need
5: to lose weight. I lose weight when I feel like it, bitch. Shut your bitch-ass mouth, huh? Bitch, I'll kick your ass. Whoa, dude, sweet. You think you slick, you punk-ass blasphemous dope-fiend bitch? I had my Jimmy Whack seven times last week. I busted cop in your
3: It was n- only a couple episodes ago when she was doing her Fat Albert impersonation Get to the, the, the soccer game. game. Yeah. yeah, It's so
1: cringy. It's the only one that she has.
2: I mean, like it has to be on purpose that she fucked that up. <laughs> oh, def- like, like by the. I writers? think most Americans know the difference between I mean, the Declaration of Independence. I mean, just
1: judging on the history of these two guys, they're smart and funny, yeah. and they they put that there for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh so Bobby's getting the idea here. He needs to spice it up. Whether he does an impression or not, he's gotta spice it up.
1: <laughs> and oh. thank God Hank comes to save Luann from that situation. Yeah, I thought this was a smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs>
3: no, they're, they're trying to be a covert operation again, like yeah. Nancy's birthday, but uh Luann can't control herself.
5: Let's go, Luann, we're late. Where are you going? Out. Out? Yes.
0: Out. To see the astounding Herrera <laughs> at Africa past that. Well, I'm so excited!
3: <laughs> she gets to go out.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
3: funny I'm immediately Peggy's like out. Like, where the fuck are you going with Luann? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
6: seriously.
3: Like, it's the, fanci- like, the, it's the
2: fanciest doing? place that she's been since <laughs> funeral. No,
3: since Rad s- broke up with since, her. <laughs> yeah, since Rad oh, yeah. took her <laughs> to the
1: Hotel Ireland. <laughs> That's true. But, and then, uh, <laughs> and Peggy like tries to coerce Bobby into staying by <laughs> with homework.
3: Yeah.
7: Now. Wouldn't you rather stay in your room and do some homework, huh?
5: Ready. I'll
1: get my coat. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that.
3: I like love you. how happy he and is. And he's just
1: got his little footsteps, like yeah. So. I know.
2: I love it. Peggy. Peggy's got nothing. 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 There's no like. Oh, there's that uh, th- that TV special yeah. or what was the like, fucking the like the Lifetime movie of uh, the week.
1: Wasn't that done? It's uh, got that dude. Michael... Michael Palin. Michael Palin. <laughs> yeah, that was one of them. Michael yeah, Palin. And then, or like uh, Ogden Nash. No, not Ogden Nash. Um, uh, that that guy, stretch dude. No, Too tall the guy Jones. Who writes in the uh, uh. column?
2: Oh, fucking.
1: Doyle Harkavy.
6: Doyle, Doyle Harkavy. Harkavy.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> the pronunciation is still out. All right. So, Hanks grabbed Luann, brought Bobby along, and now we're back. Through the Secret Passage at Abracadabra and Pasta.
2: It's Abracapasta.
1: Yeah, Abracapasta. Abra, Abra-ca-pasta. Abracapasta. And uh, I ob- want to reach, reach out, out and past pasta. Ya. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that's like me at work. I'm just going to reach out and right pass you. <laughs> yeah, Abracadabra. <laughs> but uh, obviously, Hank's pissed and needs to show Bobby that magic's not real. And I don't think he knows in turn that he's getting Bobby more interested in magic. Yeah, well, because Peggy's like, because I think we
2: kind of like glazed over it in the last bit, but because Peggy says like that Hank's just gonna take you there and ruin magic for you. Hank's like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) And like Bobby's like, okay,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna go to a magic show, so. He's just, uh, he's basically sitting there and doing what he was doing in the first show, where he's just leaning back and spoiling all the jokes. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, all the, all the tricks. <laughs> so, those are. They're
3: illusions. Yes. yes, yes. So, those are fake feet.
5: She's got her legs pulled up to her chest.
0: So, those are fake feet sticking out of the box.
5: If it's that obvious to you, imagine how I feel.
3: <laughs> That's what I imagine, like your dad saying when you guys read to the,
1: <laughs> the, the Magic Show. Honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Probably, no,
2: I, I was looking to my dad. I was like, How did he make that car appear? And how does that car work and drive off the stage? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: just like, Listen, man. It's
3: magic, son.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's like, you have three of these, and you believe anything. <laughs> three drink minimum.
3: <laughs> well, an engine needs a fuel
1: source, a, yeah. an ignition, <laughs> some sort of chassis. And
2: you see, magic cannot provide any of those.
1: <laughs> but, uh, so I guess Hank prepped Luann in the car, because he knows the shtick and the routine that Herrera does. Hmm. And he... So he's prepped Luann to, to volunteer for when there's a beautiful woman <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yes please in the back yes please
0: in the back
6: she's
0: uh, just standing there yes please <laughs> i won't really disappear i won't really disappear i won't really disappear
1: that's like her getting ready for her propane test like she really <laughs> needs to focus on stuff but um I really like the the music that he's got going on in the background just like the little like twinkly kind of
2: It's it is good. And honestly while we were looking up the Bee Gees um like before I was like I was wondering if maybe they like took a portion of the song and slowed it down. Oh. But they didn't.
1: No, I don't think so. Mind think.
2: you, if you do slow down the songs they play later, it's still a very good song.
1: Oh. I've heard a version. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh so so we get a nice twist here and it's kind of like what did we say the score was magician three or four, Hank Nunn. Yeah Herrera's so, up again. Yeah. Oh, he's up. He's up because he swaps out. And he puts himself in the pinata, mm-hmm. and Luann gives her the torch, which she unknowingly sets the pinata on <laughs> fire immediately. <laughs> but uh, and he he appears back in Luann's seat, and he's just kind of like, "Have you figured it out yet?" I love yeah.
2: that he's gonna he's going to use his trick to spite a returning customer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly, awesome. and it's great because I mean, like, if you were a returning customer and you got to see the magic show again, and he does different tricks, like, "Fuck, it's more bang for your buck right there." But, uh, obviously, Hank is pissed. And then the scene ends with Luann tapping uh, Herrera on the shoulder. <laughs> really embarrassing, actually, yeah. for the
3: magician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: my scene.
2: <laughs> Luann doesn't know how to say it.
3: No, she doesn't. No. And following another uh, thrilling performance by Herrera. Oh, wait
2: a second. Before we skip over it, I kind of want to remember when Luann is walking towards the stage. And she's got her finger crossed. It's like, I won't really disappear. I won't really disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't really disappear. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was
1: saying. That reminds me of her in the propane episode where she's got to take the test or whatever, and she had to just remember the directions how to get here so she couldn't <laughs> think of anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: she's muttering, like, yeah.
1: propane flammable or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. something under like under her breath <laughs> there. Um, but, yeah, so then, we, then we, we understand that Hank's kind of he, he needs, like, now this is the only thing on his mind. Hank's going crazy. He's oh, yeah. in his garage. He hasn't slept. He's, like,
3: unshaven. He's got sweat stains. He's yeah, been, like, drinking coffee all night, trying to figure this there's out. There's,
2: like, 15 empty almos. Yeah. yeah he's, <laughs> he's, he's Massaging his good.
3: temples, trying to figure it out. And then he has this epiphany and this mm-hmm. idea on how to figure out how the tricks actually worked.
1: So he hollers for Peggy. Yeah, there's this. It's kind of like a creepy
5: music. Very tense. Up, right? Peggy, Peggy, come here quick! I figured it out. All right, how's it done? Yep, yep, yep. And <laughs> and the box. The box.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god. I just wanted to bring that one back. Oh, yeah, it's like, because this is a perfect scene for it, because that was all I could think of. That's all I could think of. I was like, he's unhinged. the box.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he's going mental. But,
2: yeah, no, he has gone mental. I mean, he would know Peggy better than anybody, but... Anybody locked in a box is going to start freaking out immediately. Well, yeah, especially
1: unknowingly. Exactly. Like, yeah, somebody you unknowing. trust, like, yeah.
3: luring you. Especially when he screws all
5: four bolts into well, the
1: lid. <laughs> not before he gives his best Herrera impression.
5: For my next trick, I need a beautiful woman's. <laughs> so, oh, Dracula. so,
3: that's what Herrera would have sounded like if Mike judge voiced
6: it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which was pretty close yeah it's not bad Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so he locks peggy in the crate and he's like no now tell me how that trick was done and she's like you're kidding
1: and and honestly like i wasn't expecting that like i i I know we saw that uh, football is better than soccer video but i wasn't i was because i know it's edited i was expecting him to actually show like the trick like do something and when he just kind of sits down and
5: I have sealed the box. Okay, now what? Now you tell me how that trick was done. <laughs> what? You're not getting out till you tell me. Thank you. I can wait.
1: It 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 made me howl. Like I thought it was so clever.
2: But also, the fact that Peggy got in the box, when she knows how the trick's done, and that's not
1: how the trick's done. No, so she's letting him walk into failure is what I think she's doing. She's like, okay, like, yeah. Yeah, I think she wanted to laugh it. at him again. Yeah, like.
2: She didn't think he was going to drill the box. No.
1: I like, well, he going to light it on
6: fire? <laughs> <laughs> no shit.
2: I was
1: wondering. I mean, judging by his appearance, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure but he thought about it.
3: In this bizarre scene, the level-headed one, Bobby, <laughs> comes in to tell them they're all going to be late for church and I love what Peggy says from the box.
0: Mom, dad, we're going to be late for church. I'll be right there, honey. <laughs> okay. So
2: she lies to her child. <laughs> well, she knows oh, that right. they ain't gonna They're not gonna miss church.
3: no you're right. Mm-hmm. It's Bobby's big uh, like performance
1: day. Yeah, it's a big moment.
2: I like that he's fixing his tie. I don't know how Sunday school works, but I guess you go to church and then Sunday school? Cause I thought you went to Sunday
1: school. We, we grew up together. You
2: know I didn't go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I to stop looking at you. I thought that like you went to Sunday school while the folks went to church. Is what I
3: thought. I, that that makes sense. If what I know, which is also not very much, that it was it was <laughs> right after because church was early in the day or in the morning, and then like I don't know what the. The parents, parents do. To a movie. They go have a little picnic or something. I thought
2: that I thought Sunday school was basically like daycare where you learn about God, mm. instead of being an annoying eight year old in church when everybody else is trying to talk. And your God.
1: Game Boy is making too much noise. Exactly. Yeah,
2: because yeah, you would be Game Boying, but um, but yeah, I, and so I the only reason I, I brought this up at all is because he fixes his tie. He's making a tie, but he's not wearing a tie when he's at Sunday
1: school. Oh, um, yeah. So a little continuity error there. Well,
2: I wondered if, like, he had a different outfit for church and then oh, and, and then his thing for talent show. I, I just don't know how <laughs> It's many.
1: a Bible report. Don't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it <laughs> sure
2: looks like a talent show. <laughs>
3: well, it starts off with a banger.
5: I only saw one set of footprints because... God was holding me.
2: Uh, The poem is "Footprints in the Sand" by Mary
3: Stevenson. So nice. Nice work, Stuart. (laughs) (laughs) He's the baddest kid. Yeah.
2: So, uh, Bobby, the astounding Jesus. (laughs) It's amazing, Jesus.
6: Amazing,
2: Jesus. (laughs) Uh, The Son of God and Master of Prestidigitation. (laughs) Miles, ask him what prestidigitation is.
3: Denim, what does prestidigitation mean? It's magic tricks. (laughs) Oh, really? It's
2: magic magic for show.
3: Bobby's really incorporating the
1: two elements here, church and
3: magic.
2: Yo, He's played some D&D for sure. Definitely. Um,
1: Um, There's there's also a sneaky line that I just want to bring up, and then we can let it pass by. But when uh, Hank's trying to apologize to Peggy in between Bobby going up and Dooley coming down, and then she's
5: just like, Peggy, I'm sorry. I didn't. ...shall not speak to me.
2: <laughs> I mean, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> like the it.
7: only reason she's
2: out of the box is because they had church. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but, and it, yeah, and, like, she's upset because just the fact that he put her in a box. Um, but so, Bobby, back to the amazing Jesus, the son of God and master of prestidigitation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just so insulting. To call Jesus the master of prestidigitation (laughs) and then perform miracles as (laughs) if they they are (laughs)
1: prestidigitation. (laughs) So Bobby makes water into wine. Oh, well, he makes the flowers appear first for, for the thing. Oh, host. he does, yes. yeah. She's
3: like, just like, uh. uh like
1: John already knows this ain't going yeah. well.
3: He says thank you to cloud
2: that, a crowd that's not clapping. <laughs> <Dude>. John, 211. <laughs> you know what? And I got to say, like, at least he's doing his homework. Yeah. Like, this is like. Mark, 316. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the gold. That's his magic word. Amen! Um, Which, do you know what amen means?
1: I thought it was just the end of a prayer, and it just means I'm done. It means, so be it.
3: Huh.
1: Yeah, it's Hebrew.
3: Amen, how profound.
2: Um, Anyway, continue. Uh, Yeah, Bobby makes the bread, because... Do you have the clip? Can you play it?
0: Now we're going to need something to go with all this wine. Maybe some bread. But how are you gonna feed all these hungry people with just one slice? No problem if you're the amazing Jesus. Amen. <laughs> it's a miracle, ladies and gentlemen, Mark 6:44. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I, my, my favorite one is just what he's like for my next miracle, I'll need a large wooden cross yeah. and a couple <laughs> of volunteers. volunteers. Well, like, the God. horror yeah,
3: on oh, Hank <laughs> and Peg's face. Yeah the, yeah, the crowd is getting like increasingly more uneasy as his like bit continues. Yeah. And yeah, the pastor who's that dude from Meet the Manger Babies when he was oh, talking, you so know, okay. uh, oh, remember he, he was, was like, familiar, he was yeah. talking about the no juice on the, yeah, so no
2: wine is even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah <he's, laughs> start freaking out
3: of the juice. And so. yeah, he makes that motion like, cut this kid <laughs> off. And the woman, the, Sunday school teacher, she's like, What do you want me to do? Like, he's (laughs) in the middle of
2: his bit. Yeah. Also, I would like to just mention that Jeff Myers and the burger and uh, uh, Abel and Berger are they wrote the meet, they all did the meet the manger babies. So,
1: and it's kind of that thing that we keep on noticing is that like the universe is so big, but the same people keep on bringing in the same people, which makes it kind of feel like you know, this Mm -hmm. these different people are pulsing in and like it's an active community that's always following. But then it's really just like people that are like, I've created these ones and I'm going to shoehorn them in. Mm -hmm. Or not even shoehorn, I'm going to write them in. Well, yeah,
2: no, and it all fits. It's all great. It's perfect.
1: Because you, like,
2: this is is a B plot that doesn't even like materialize as a B plot. The first time Church is brought up is just so Hank can get out of answering Bobby's questions. Yeah, and so it's just
1: kind of like... It's where Bobby goes and like following it. Like, you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. He's just doing his thing. And
2: I think I'm not not to skip ahead to my final thoughts, but like last episode, I mentioned how the, the story drove the characters, whereas the characters drive this story where it goes, totally. and it is perfect. And yeah. this scene is that, like, is. For this is like the
1: culmination of like yeah that Methodist Church is having their Bible report happening whether the the hills are going or not and it's <laughs> exactly. just Bill or Bobby attending it and this is what happens because of Bobby because of Bobby's life and and the yeah. way that Hank and Peggy are acting at home yeah yeah it's perfect. But uh, you're right, so his third trick gets cut out and we fade to black because we, we, we can't be letting that happen. Well, nobody's getting crucified at Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I wonder if he was <laughs> going to make him disappear and then reappear three days later? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, behind a big rock. That's what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, not to, not to make light. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, no, don't no, don't make light. No, I wouldn't do that. But so we, we get the truck ride home, and we see Hank and Peggy reprimanding Bobby for for what he's done, and like the historian mentioned earlier. Hank doesn't want to be mentioned in the news in the thoughts and prayers section of the newspaper <laughs> just because he's, he's Bobby's, Bobby's dad. dad. <laughs> and so uh, there's uh, there's this other line too that Peggy is just she's fuming, and so Peggy decides that the next bumper sticker she sees is Bobby has to get up here and honk like the Dickens. Now, like, I, I have what? questions. Honk I if have... you love Jesus.
2: <laughs> That's oh. one of them.
1: That's what it is. Is that what it is?
2: Oh yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, oh for sure.
1: yeah. Okay, because like. Okay.
2: Okay, because I totally thought that, like, um, honking at somebody's stupid bumper sticker that says, like, honestly, I didn't think that I, I the only <laughs> bumpers like, I just, like, so I was thinking, like, if, like, you're driving in your car with your parents, and they see a funny bumper sticker to them, they're going to honk at it. Yeah. And then you, as being a 12-year-old, are going to be extremely embarrassed at that.
3: Yes. Oh. So
2: I thought that she was trying to make him embarrass himself. Oh, okay. In front of nobody who matters. I didn't realize that it was the honk if you love Jesus. And that yeah.
1: I mean like yours makes sense but like that makes more sense. That makes more sense. The the honking like the Dickens. And I mean, did mm-hmm. you know where the Dickens phrase comes from? Well, yeah, because
2: so he wrote the book. Um David Copperfield is also or sorry. He wrote the book. <laughs> The personal history, adventures, experience, and observation of David Copperfield, the younger of Blundst- Blunderstone Rookery, which he never meant to publish in any account.
1: No, so that's not where the Dickens phrase comes from. But that's uh, that's uh, that's that's Charles Dickens. No, you're correct, but it's actually not. It's actually a uh, it's a composite word. Uh, it's basically like. Oh, Dick ends. Old- no, devilkins. <laughs> what? Yeah, so, like, uh, I guess it's, like, an old English word. Where's the dick come from? The devil and kins Dickens, Dickens. the Dickens. Dickens. I mean, it just means to, like, do something, like, crazy. But it came from, like, Shakespeare. He was, like, one of the first guys to use it. And it was, like, a what the dick That's
2: before Charles Dickens.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to have to debunk your dickens. Has nothing to do with David Copperfield? Nothing to do with David Copperfield. But yeah, that was a fun little fun
4: fact.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, like, back to the truck ride, and, like, the Peggy and Hank are scolding Bobby about everything that he did, and Bobby flips it on Peggy, and he goes, Mom told me to make it more interesting. Like, this is what I came up mm, with. And, she's and, defend. and this is when, like, the arguing and the fighting and the yelling flips from Bobby to Hank and Peggy were Basically yeah. until the end of you, the episode, you filled
1: his head with this stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, like they they are pretty heated at each other. And honestly, like I can kind of see. I mean, I don't know. Like, obviously, arguing isn't great, but like I see where they're both coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, first of all, they're only just coming from this because, Hank's already pissed. Yeah. Like, Hank wouldn't be pissed off at Peggy, if he wasn't already pissed off at Peggy. Yeah, and
3: she's pissed off at him already screwed her into that crate. Exactly.
2: True, but I kind of think that that look on her face was one of, like, all that was put aside. Mm, yeah. I didn't get the feeling, like, Peggy's anger in this was a- at any point unreasonable.
3: Because she did get very defensive and not in, like, a mad way when Bobby said that he told her to make it more interesting.
2: And but, then... I mean, she, he did and she did and, and he didn't. And they were too busy in their own like argument to really like take an interest in his Sunday school cuz you saw her already doing that. Yeah. And so like I kind of feel like she is a, she is sympathetic and she's apologetic for everything in this episode up to this point that is partly her fault, but I don't feel like she is irrational about it. Right. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah I think I think I get what you're saying cuz I mean like she knows what she either should have paid more attention to what Bobby was doing or recognized that she gave him bad advice but kind of like doesn't want to own up to it which I don't think is irrational I think she's just trying to fight. Well
2: she did own up to it and that face that she well, gave it yeah, she's, she's
1: she's deflecting it to say like that's not what I meant
2: yeah, and it wasn't what she meant.
1: She meant to do a Fat Albert <laughs> impression. Yeah, she
2: meant just go and read the Bible as you're, if you're Fat Albert. Oh, <laughs> what, like, did,
3: yeah. what did she say? She's like, I figured he'd make like a lamb or something a lamb out, out of cotton uh, ball. Cotton yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which I mean, yeah, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. And they like, didn't say that, Peggy. They're like they're fighting, and like you know, clearly like lost in this immediately is Bobby, and like you can just see him from his facial expressions like how bad of a time he's having. And we find the next scene, he goes to his best friend to vent about it. So it's Bobby and Joseph. Hanging out outside together.
0: My folks yelled at me the whole way home. Then they stopped yelling at me and started yelling at each other. They're still yelling at each other. It's all my fault.
3: Joseph goes on to explain about <laughs> how when Nancy and Dale fight, they have a rule where they never go to their separate beds <laughs> <and> <laughs> mad, mad at each other. Yeah,
2: and I like seven bedrooms. Rooms. Yes. Do you think Dale's bedroom's in the basement? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think he sleeps so. on, a, on a military cot that <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, he bought with frequent smoking points.
3: Yeah, that's like they do something nice for each other. It's like Nancy buys Dale a cart of cigarettes. Dale buys her a duffel bag with his frequent smoker points. (laughs) I actually
1: just Nancy paying for it all. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a look up for frequent smoker points, and there is
2: like a website out there where it's like if you buy like smoke like accessories and like I assume they sold tobacco. Yeah. That like they had like that was their whole thing was
1: frequent smoker points. Really? Yeah. Do they sell packs of smoke accessories? Like, sorry, cigarettes of smoke accessories? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I And I think they were more about, like, uh, calling it tobacco. Oh, yeah. Like, I think they were more like pipe gotcha. and stuff.
1: hmm To be like a gentleman's club. <laughs> but this uh,
3: very romantic and heartfelt gesture that the Gribbles go through gives Bobby an idea to get his
1: parents to stop fighting. Which, honestly, is way better than his previous idea. Yeah!
0: I'll get my parents to do something nice for each other. That's even better than my plan of turning them both against Luann.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good plan. It
3: almost feels like there's like a little smidge of like residual animosity Bobby feels towards Luann <laughs> from the last oh, episode. <laughs>
2: totally. It's just an option in his head now. Um. But yeah. Okay. So Bobby goes to hide the white can of paint in his closet, and he yells. Mom,
0: mom, come in here quick.
7: I've got soup in the microwave. microwave. What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've got soup in the microwave.
7: (laughs) What?
2: (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) such a
1: throwaway line. Okay, and you know what's so good about that, too, is because, like, Peggy brings, or Bobby brings Peggy in, and, like, she's like, oh, my God, like, Hank did this. Like, what a sweet, 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 sweet man. Yeah. And then then we come out to the kitchen, and
2: Hank's got his hands in the microwave, and it's too hot to touch. (laughs)
3: Try to eat the soup (laughs) I mean the
2: best part about it is that fucking microwaves have
3: timers (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: they're done when they're done
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: but yeah so what happens is that Bobby painted the clouds on the wall and then made Peggy believe that it was Hank who did it as a way to apologize to her
5: oh lord they're back
1: (laughs) (laughs) and yeah Peggy's like oh so this wasn't you and then they just, again, just incites the fight all over. And it's way
3: him. worse this time. Yeah, they just...
1: They, Look, they it's do, violent. Well, yeah. not yet, exactly, no, not because yet. Bobby is, like, discouraged and feels like he made it worse, like, they're fighting, and now it's my fault. And so he goes out to the driveway where, where Joseph's doing laps. Joseph's working on some new wheelies. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Just he's like, hey,
2: check this out first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: My plan completely backfired. Now they're fighting worse than ever. Oh, man. You think they're going to get divorced? (gasps) What? I don't know. They could. But don't worry. Lots of people get divorced. Mr. Dotreeve got divorced. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
2: (laughs) So that little number was done by the Brothers Gibb. Do we want to talk about the Bee Gees or what?
1: Yeah. I mean, sure. If you could, if, I mean, who who are the Bee Gees? No, you can talk about the Bee Gees if you want.
2: Well, the Bee Gees, um, they are a Barry Gibb, Robin Gibb, and Maurice Gibb, otherwise known as the Brothers Gibb. <laughs> and then they were told they had to shorten that down to
1: Bee Gees. Okay, that uh, makes sense.
2: But they started in 1958. Damn. Yeah, they, they've they been around a long time um, They You know, like, they they were I, I don't have a full write-up of them I just kind of know some shit about the Bee Gees I mean, what's your
1: favorite Bee Gees song? Night Fever Yeah? Yeah The one that we just heard? No Isn't that Night Fever? Night, Night Fever. Fever Is that the one that we just heard? Na, na, na. No, that so was So what's uh, the one that we just heard? Um, More than a woman to
2: me na, Come on, play na. it Cue it up Let's go
0: Night Fever, Night
2: Fever. Uh, but both both those tracks are actually from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Along with Staying Alive.
3: That's a good one. That's my favorite. Just the first part. You, know, you can tell, by the
1: way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got a very unique voice.
2: Yeah. He they, has the,
1: they all sing like that? Yeah. This is three people singing?
2: Well, no, but they all, like... No, they, they all like, sing in that high pitch. This? Here, this is...
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, basically, that's the way that I sing when I want to be annoying. <laughs> oh, really? Like when I'm walking around the house and I'm singing.
2: You just got to, like, tighten up the belt.
3: <laughs> but Bill's having a good time.
1: Yeah, obviously. And uh, that's we see Lenore's lost some weight.
3: <laughs> all, the things, all the things to dance with... Dirty fucking mop.
2: Yeah. Well, let's just be serious for a minute. There's no way Bill's mopping anything. <laughs> yeah, nothing hasn't been used. Yeah. That's his woman.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like
2: he might buy a new one every three weeks.
3: And that scene obviously does nothing to help Bobby's no, state of mind. No, like that, no, it thing. just
1: reminds him of why he wanted the clouds in the first place. Mm-hmm.
3: And so we find ourselves back. In Bobby's room and Hank and Peggy are continuing to fight continuing to like escalate about the clouds and Hank has this Banger lie line about living in the real world.
5: Well, if you ask me, you've got too much imagination Everything's all loop-de-loops and flibberty gibbet. I live in the real world where men sell propane and propane accessories What do you do? <laughs>
2: I love just, like, that her response is, like, well, ideas put food on the table. Yeah. And then propane cooks it. Yeah. yeah. I win. Yeah. And I don't know. And that's what it's always been about this whole episode <laughs> for Hank is to win.
1: Mm-hmm. It really is. But I don't know if you listen to when Peggy's talking about, like, what she does and what she brings to the table. And she called herself a professional muser. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Doesn't Hank kind of like scoff at that? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, because she says that's
2: where the idea is. Like, that's an idea job.
3: Mm hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And then, after Hank says that he wins by cooking the imagination, whatever ideas with propane,
5: that's when things get violent. You don't win. You don't. You can't just. You can't! I can't just what? You don't mm, just... What, what? Where's your imagination now? Where are those precious ideas when you need them, huh? Hey, you, you are... Oh, ow!
1: Ow! ow.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they just kick
1: and make up.
3: Uh, yeah, they just... Bobby hears laughter from outside mm-hmm. and he runs in to see what's going on. And they're sitting beside each other on the bed and, like, they just don't have an explanation. How?
5: Well, uh, your mother kicked me in the shin... I kicked her back, and, well, (laughs) well, that's pretty much it. That doesn't make any sense. Well, sure it does. See, I was mad, your mother was madder, and we sort of, um... (sighs) Oh, heck, I guess it doesn't make any sense, but I guess it doesn't have to. There are just some things you can't explain.
7: That's
0: right. You're not even trying!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have a theory. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah, it's a bit heady, so you might want to take a sip.
1: Um, I got three tricycles right here. I
2: have a feeling that the uh, kick in the shin was is similar to a kick in the ass, only because it reminded him of the things that he has that Cotton isn't, and that he, like, is a better man than Cotton. And that a kick in the shin is all it takes to remind him that he doesn't need to just be an asshole to his wife
1: like to get his way.
2: Yeah. yeah, like it centers him. Like it's a way of being like bringing him back down to earth and saying like I'm not my father because we've seen the way Cotton has treated Hank's mother and how much hate that affects Hank.
3: He used her as a footstool. <laughs> Correct,
2: exactly. And so I kind of think that like the kick in the shin is symbolic in that way. Like I think that it is Hank has
1: shins and cotton doesn't.
2: And Hank has Hank has a spine and Hank has respect for his wife. And Cotton doesn't. Exactly. That's what I think. That's 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 my theory
1: on that scene. I mean, I don't have anything better to follow it up, so I'll believe it. And honestly, um it's kind of nice. It, it it does kind of Makes sense because Hank does need to be brought back. Because like you don't and how talk can he explain wife wife. that? You don't talk. To no me really yell at anybody like that and say like I, what I do is better than what you do and that's what this fight's all about. Well,
2: No, the fight's all about that Hank That, that Hank can't stand that she won't tell him the fucking magic trick. Well,
1: I know, but then it's boiling down yeah, that exactly. so I'm better than you.
2: Well, exactly. It comes down to that. It's like, well, you should tell me because you made the oath. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And they have this resolution where the thing that divided the family at the beginning of the episode is what brings them together at the end when they're all sitting on Bobby's bed looking at the clouds.
5: Mm-hmm. Hey now, see that one over there looks like a uh, uh a propane tank or
7: a gummy bear. Very good, both of you.
3: I don't I guess it would have been at the beginning when they were looking at clouds. Maybe maybe it was the end but when Bobby's like that one kind of looks like a pig or a ham. That's <laughs> at the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so funny. Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: But Matt gives him shit for saying that the little ones look like <laughs> so, spatulas. No accessories. Yeah. The, but what
2: yeah. kind? Spatulas? You're not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then obviously, Peggy, uh, Peggy, Aunt Piggy, Peggy, Peggy <laughs> answers by saying it's a grill brush, <laughs> and everything's back to normal. It's specific. Mm-hmm. And we're treated to a bonus scene. Yes, we are, and this one's actually quite exciting. Yeah, so I'll set you up for
2: this one here. The is uh, uh, Bobby. Is uh, back at Abracapasta
3: wearing a Mexican wrestling mask.
2: No, it isn't actually. Ooh. it is the mask of the masked magician. Mm. Uh, a it was uh, well. Why don't you, he? So he explains the trick, and uh, in in keeping with not trying a to trick. offend our our clubhouse magician.
3: A trick <laughs> is something a whore does for money. Yeah. It's, an <laughs> <illusion>. <laughs> it's an illusion.
2: So the illusion. Uh, rather than explaining it to you, um, I'll have our magician come in and talk about the magician's code. That's
1: correct. So, obviously, um, it is against magician's code to reveal the secrets, how tricks are done uh, to the audience. And Bobby is doing a play on what, you're right, the mass magician, who was a notorious uh He had to wear the mask so he didn't get killed by other magicians. Pretty much. He was a notorious whistleblower. And so basically, the masked magician, uh, for a span of two years, from 1997 to 1999, he performed, unbilled, and disguised as the masked magician in four of Fox Network's specials called Breaking the Magician's Code, Magic's Biggest Secrets Finally Revealed, which exposed long-guarded trade secrets... The Masked Magician was also known in the U.K. on the network during the late 1990s and still occasionally is repeated on ITV4. In the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia, the show was made available on Netflix. So I don't know if it still is. Uh, I haven't seen it on that. But uh, basically... I saw it on YouTube. After some time, he he was exposed, uh, like his name kind of got came out and people found out who it was just based on the way that he did his magic. Kinda. Was
2: it David Copperfield?
1: <laughs> so no, the guy's name is Val Valentino. And he was born Leonard Montano uh, in June 14, 1956. He's an American magician and he, uh, he basically came out and said, you know, I wasn't trying to put people out of work. I wanted to spread the word of magic. He just wanted to have a better job. Fuck that. Yeah. The dude
3: yeah. just saw an easy paycheck.
1: No really? shit. Yeah, so he's like, I wanted to get... He's
2: like, oh, all I have to sell is my integrity? Yeah,
1: it's it's <laughs> gone. Yeah. And so, obviously, like, that saying, oh, it's for children, uh, he was met with a lot of upset because a lot of people, like, would would practice and, like, buy magic illusions and some of them cost upwards of $50,000 to pull off. Well,
2: I mean, magic is like, I'm like I'm a, I am I'm have never been a magician. But I understand that it takes, a, it's, like a, it's like practice and the whole thing of like Peggy's saying is like you pretend that you, and it's better if you don't know. Totally. Because like, you, you know it's not magic. Yeah. But like, and I think, yeah. But I do think that like, it does come back to being just like,
1: it does ruin it when the, the magic's gone. Totally, and so so basically he's saying, like, oh, they're old tricks, and, like, it, you know, I wasn't trying to out anybody who's working currently, but, like, people who spent all this money, they tried to sue him, and, like, th- he went through multiple lawsuits, um, and there was this one from this guy named Andre Cole, who he had spent $500,000 um, because of, like, all of his tricks that got exposed, that he perfected, and so he tried to sue... Uh, Valentino over it, and this was like the biggest lawsuit that he went through, and uh, eventually Cole's attorney had to uh, concede because you can't sue over a magic trick. Like, illusions are not an intellectual property um, covered by copyright law, but this is what was stated. Magicians and designers of magic tricks haven't had to take those steps. A handshake has worked for several centuries. So, literally, it is a code that all magicians just stick by to not tell what tricks are. And so, if you do tell tricks, looking at you, historian. Uh, <laughs> I am I never signed. I never took the handshake. I'm trick. just kidding.
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's but funny, you... like, hearing this information. And it's like you're literally describing, like, the entire, like, plot line of. Job Bluth on Arrested Development. Where in the first <laughs> episode he buys that trick, and then the news exposes him, and he gets kicked out of the Magicians Alliance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The... <laughs> like, well, Have you I'm... seen that show? Uh, I've seen episodes of. Netflix.
2: Oh fuck! Yeah. How could no, you know? You got to watch every episode in a row, and then you got to stop when they brought it back to Netflix. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. right <laughs> Don't fucking care about that. Yeah. It
1: was season four is just awful?
2: uh yeah. Yeah. Season mm-hmm. four is awful.
1: And then five, like, did they even make that? You know. But if you hey, watch it, it uh, I don't know. There was another fun fact, because I want to drink bring this back to King of the Hill.
2: I want to drink too. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Hank obviously, like obvious, obviously, watched the episode that I watched because as I was skimming through, I saw the tricks that Herrera was doing. So We're, I
2: watched that episode, yeah, I Yeah, yeah. And so yeah.
1: basically like the stuff that Hank is like saying, like, oh, there's a <laughs> but like that's what I'm What? On that you're episode. like,
2: you're breaking the code. You're giving me shit.
1: Black it out. <laughs>
2: But yeah, there is the like cutting them in half.
1: Yeah, so Hank obviously watched it and is like thinking he's pretty smart because he's seen this show. So I thought that was pretty clever to incorporate that in the episode and then call back to it at the end.
2: Yeah, because I mean, it's like, I don't know, like if you were to like equate it to being like, oh, like this band is just playing like covers, I guess it's not the same.
1: What do you mean? Like, are you, you're saying a, ma- a magician doing another man's trick? Mm,
2: yeah, like... I'm mostly saying, like, how everybody's like, oh, Led Zeppelin is just... It's like, here, listen to this song from 1950 that is totally a Led Zeppelin song. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of a Led Zeppelin song, but, like, have you fucking heard Led Zeppelin? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. And it, then it's, it, like, it, it, way better. So it's like, who gives a shit if they made a billion dollars off this because it's a good fucking time. Well, yeah. And... So it's like, well, it's like, like don't tell me how the sausage is made it's like there's 12 fucking chords like of course some songs are going to sound like other ones and especially when you play blues it's like you just pull lines like I mean now I'm not defending like stealing songs but like I do just mean it's kind of the same thing
1: where you're like I like hip hop and they sample
2: Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, because, like, it's like you have your own vision, you make your own song, and it's your own, it's your own work. Yeah, exactly.
1: And so, I mean, it's similar in that form. Well, yeah, and so, like, and just, like, I've watched quite a little bit of Fool Us by Penn & Teller, which is on Netflix. I mean, I got sucked into it for, like, a hungover day, and it was pretty good, (laughs) but the way that they talk about magic tricks, it's like somebody creates... Wait, I thought only one guy talks yeah yeah okay so so he, he one guy just dis- describes that like what you're doing is like x xyz <coughs> trick which is like somebody's name and so that's the person that created like the foundation of the trick and then they have variants of like the trick but using this instead of this and so like they they attribute like tricks that everybody can do and they all kind of know about um, but they put their own spin on it right so it's kind of the same same thing but with magic
2: And, I mean, yeah, it's, like, even when I do remember we were in Vegas and you got that, like, card. Like, there was, like, the, oh, I'll make any card levitate. And, like, so I actually have the video from us in Vegas at this magic shop. No, no, no. We were watching the guy. Yeah. And so, like, he was all, like, doing it with a, a deck of cards where he was making the card levitate and float around the room. It was, like, pretty impressive. And then, like, I remember he was, like, anybody, like, pull out your card. And I pulled out my and he looks at it and he's like, oh, this is an Austin Powers driver's license <laughs> 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 from California. He loved those fake driver's Yeah, licenses. we did. Oh yeah, my you God. had, yeah. Uh, anyway, and then, uh, so I gave it to him and he makes it fly around the room. And I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty sweet because I'm like 13 years old and like I, I didn't, that was in my wallet and now he's making it fly. So I know it's not like a trick that came with that card. Yeah, yeah. And then you bought that set and I know the trick. And even knowing the trick, watching him do it there, watching him apply the trick to my card, and watching him try and prove there's no strings on the card, I'm like, I'm still amazed that, like, it's It's like... It's the sleight of Hank. It's the sleight of Hank. And he's, like, and he's fucking good at it. And it's interesting to watch, like, because you are amazed, even though I know the trick now, watching it on the video, I'm like... Holy I can't do that. fuck. Yeah. I like that's impressive, man. Like totally. like 17 years later. I'm like, holy fuck.
1: Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how'd you do that? Well, totally. So, uh I mean, it's a great way to close the episode. Uh about magic to talk about magic, but I uh I do feel I think that's how the writers felt.
3: Do we have Bobby's uh like rundown? You want it?
2: Well, you want to spoil the trick?
3: Well, as long as Hank doesn't hear. <laughs>
0: And now, the piñata of death revealed. As soon as our volunteer gets in the burrow, a flap beneath the tail opens. She steps out and puts on a poncho and sombrero and dances offstage. The fire? <laughs> Just a diversion. It appears our volunteer has vanished. Has she? Hardly. And that is the secret behind the piñata of death. Please don't tell my dad. You are so
1: clueless.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I can go first on my final thoughts if well, you don't want to hear them first. I
1: do have to say, I do have to say that with the end of the episode comes our final thoughts. Do you want me to go first? <laughs>
6: okay.
2: I like this is one of my favorite episodes in a long time. I, I I say favorite a lot, but this is a very good episode, and it may just be in contrast to the last one., uh, but this episode is exactly what I want from King of the Hill, where everything these characters do is believable. And even though Hank gets a bit wacky, you can see where he goes wacky and you can see how he is brought back, being the shin thing that I discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, just this episode is how these characters should drive a story. Um, it had enough Luann, and she was great. Yeah. It had enough Dale and Bill and everybody, and Joseph, even the kids especially, when they're like, just, oh, watch this wheelie for a second. <laughs> like, it's just, like, there's so many moments in this episode where, like, I know these characters, and this is how they are. And this is, so, I don't know, for me, like, this is just, like, Such a good episode. And even back to, like, the church stuff. Like, to bring the fact that to tie in Bobby's, like, Sunday school, like, in any other show, this would have been plot A and plot B. And it would have shifted entirely to Sunday school. Mm -hmm. And it would have been, and, like, Sunday school is such an afterthought. And it is an afterthought because it's an afterthought of the parents, and we're following the parents, so we give as much of a shit of what's going on in Bobby's life, as they do, and I, I think that it, it all goes really well together to like tie this up in a, in just a great character episode. It's funny as hell. It's just these this, and actually I didn't even look up the writers until after my like after I was done watching it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, of course it's my favorite writers. Like, this <laughs> makes sense. These guys are my favorite writers in the show. So that's it. Yeah, that's my that's my final thoughts is that this is, like, this is my favorite of season three so far, I think.
1: Wow, high praise. Yeah, totally. And, and I totally see where you're coming from, too, because, like, we've talked about this and I've talked about this before, that, like, there's a very clear distinction of, like, this feels like a core King of the Hill episode, and this one just feels like an offshoot. And this one is definitely in the core category because we do get, um, we get a little bit of everyone. And you're right; it's very character driven. Um, I uh, especially am going to remember this episode forever, just because of. Football is better than soccer. <laughs> oh,
2: God, that's,
1: yeah. That is always going to be in my head for forever, and I won't be able to escape that. And I did, you know, I did feel a little bit of, uh, like, a, just a personal connection to this, because I've always had a weird affinity for magic, and magic shows and magic tricks, and I, <laughs> I tried doing it at one point in my life, and I liked it a lot. And so, uh, I, I mean, I respect the magician, even though a lot of people don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh but, but a lot yeah. of people in
2: this room know so i don't
1: i I don't think I can say more than what the historian has already said about the quality of this episode because i can't I agree fully um so my final thoughts are pretty brief and uh usually I give a rating, and honestly this episode I just want to give it the fiftieth episode okay, <laughs> sure. um, do not forget that that that's a lot of work that's We met
2: Tanya. We Tanya the that.
3: Fair enough. Uh, My opinions are a little different. I thought it was a good episode. My only, like, the problem with what I have is that I wasn't a huge fan of it, is that it's one of the episodes where Hank's, like, the bad guy. I thought Hank was annoying, like, especially during Nancy's birthday party. I thought that was, like, just ridiculous for him to be such a fucking wet blanket to everyone, and I thought Peggy was great, like, this episode. Everything she did was... One point. I
2: agree hundred percent. Actually, like mm-hmm. I loved Peg in this episode. Yeah, she, she was... drove this episode in in a way that like
3: mm-hmm.
2: mostly doesn't happen in non Peggy episodes. Yeah,
3: it was definitely like a like a flip sort of thing where it's easy to hate on Peggy for like things she does, but this time it's, it was so easy to. Heist, yeah. yeah, and it was yeah. so easy to hate on Hank, and I love how she toyed with his emotions like throughout the entire episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one line that always like when I that I remembered most from this episode was Hank coming out to say yep and Dale saying that he didn't even know what they were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like this episode. I wouldn't say it's my favorite from season three, but it's a very quality episode and I, I don't have any complaints about it.
1: That's fantastic. All right, guys. Well, I think this one's going to close off uh, the 50th meeting. Here's the 50 more. <laughs> Can I get a round table? We, Tanya... With the Sonia! the straight arrow
2: join the conversation on twitter at Utsakothpod, or follow us on instagram
3: at
1: Utsakothpod, or look for us on facebook at order of the straight arrow the king of the hill podcast please share this podcast with your friends and feel free to contact us by email at utsakothpod at gmail.com please no hate mail
4: hey what you crying for boy it's a good show this is a damn good show
1: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and in no way reflect the views and opinions of Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, or Fox Studios. The external audio used in this podcast is not owned by the Order of the Straight Arrow or its affiliates and is presented in good faith to its copyright owners. Please don't sue us.